Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I didn't know that you were... It's it's Lent Bougie Edition. Yeah, really. Goodness. Blackened shrimp. What did you have for... <clears throat> what did you have for dinner on your on your Lenten Friday? Oh, I had lobster tail and also six thousand dollars that I ate. I just, just ate, ate six thousand. I, <laughs> I just ate a bunch of a bunch of Uncle Bennies, uh-huh. and I'm not I talking rice. Up. Welcome to the Crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. I don't like going multiple weeks without recording an episode. I feel like I feel like I have so much energy just bottled up. I have so many stories and like things to share. It's true. That it's just, weird because we we did an interview last week, and then and that doesn't count the week as an episode. That, it doesn't count. The week before that was spring break, and yeah. we double recorded. So it's it's been. It feels like a year since we've just talked you and I. I know. I feel like I feel like we haven't recorded a podcast ever. <laughs> I feel like we're <laughs> I feel like we're in utero and we've never accomplished anything before. I feel like this is the first time I'm using both my ear organs and my <laughs> mouth organs. I feel like this is the first time my lips <laughs> have moved. Not the first. <laughs> Such a way. Oh. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's. It's good. It's good to be back. The, the only, the only solace that I can find in any of this of not recording in three weeks is the fact that whenever some wax stuff goes down, I can text you about it, and you always have good answers. Like we always have good takes. Like we're not, we're not saving our takes for the episode. That's true, right? I was thinking about this. I don't have any other friends that care about the stuff that we care about. <laughs> 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 so it's like. I could not even my fellow missionaries are like I tell them I'm like did you read Christus Vivit and they're like what and I was like Pope Francis called Mary an influencer and they're like what like they even my missionaries don't like that's hilarious and they're like what okay they called God he said that God isn't a hard drive like that's amazing (laughs) it's it's revolutionary in fact. (laughs) He's speaking to a demographic that is not reading this document. <laughs> He's speaking to a demographic. In between the time it took him to start the document and finish the document, the demographic the document was aimed at aged out of it. <laughs> Which is, it's tragic. But that's just culture, baby. That is, that's just culture. That's just the name of the game. Yeah, oh, so all, it's such so a all good, I can it's do a good document, you, but like, yeah. I, don't, I don't see how anyone who is invested in anything except for pseudo-intellectualism at Patrick Nevy or the memes at Ethan Stevie would be interested. Like anyone our age other than those interests would be interested yeah. in like would, would commit to reading the whole document. I haven't even read the whole thing yet. I've just gotten halfway through. I made it halfway through and I had to stop because I was bored. <laughs> I had stuff. To do. It was so long. It's pretty like, long. And it's, it, I mean, it's not bad. It's like the say it's very, very Pope Francis, but yeah. Well, like, I mean, his paragraphs are super short, so it's like 300 paragraphs is like thick, but it's not like John Paul II paragraphs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. 
I don't know. Read it if you want to. He had he brought up some good stuff in the beginning about like the nature of youth and yeah. like why, like talking about Mary's youth and Jesus's youth and. I was talking to someone who had a problem with that. Really? Yeah, he was like, he was like, oh well, I guess it's just like I'm just more of a medievalist, and I'm like, I don't what? think that I don't think that the medi I don't think that like Jesus Did the medievalist being young. Yeah, it was like a, like a new modern thing. <laughs> modernism. Those dang modernists believing that Jesus was once a he, child, <laughs> human, the divine person, Jesus' humanity aged. Like, what? Yeah, it was I, a weird conversation. That is a strange conversation. What do they? What do they think? He just he 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 got lost in the caravan, and they found him in the temple, and then they and then the next day he was thirty. Like, under understanding the fact that Jesus Christ was once a young boy is really helpful especially when you get to the point in your life where you're not young anymore so mm-hmm. that you can realize that at one point there was someone who was both younger and holier than you and that's possible raymond arroyo that's Oof. possible <laughs> Oof. let's call out all the old people that don't know about the youth here we church go raymond, militant. Lo- raymond arroyo church <laughs> militant sometimes sometimes pope francis patricia heaton i'm watching you i know what you're doing i don't like you. <laughs> The this week's clerically speaking, I was I was driving to the airport at four o'clock in the morning, and Father yeah. Harrison was roasting like the one Peter five. Yeah, yeah, well, like, I heard that one time. I a friend of mine posted a one Peter five article on Facebook, and I commented being a jerk. I was like one Peter five, more like one piece of hot garbage. And ooh, then he ooh. tagged Steve Skojic in oh, no. the comments. I remember this. Flexing on me like, oh, I'm friends with these people. And also the director of graduate theology at my school. And I was like, oh no. Well, there goes everything. Foot, meat, been, mouth. I've been completely owned. Oh, I mean, I stand by what I said. Yeah. It is a piece of hot garbage. But that's not to yeah, say not. that, that you'd, um, you'd, anyway. it wasn't a little awkward. Yeah, it was pretty awkward. It's like, can you imagine just putting your foot in your mouth and then continuing to say what you were saying before? You're just embarrassed <laughs> about it. <laughs> Welcome to the crunch. Hey, it's <laughs> hey, back to reality. Back, snap back. Oh, there goes gravity. Hey. Uh, so in other news, um, <laughs> <laughs> just straightens paper. In other news, <laughs> I, I, uh, man, I wish there was an organic way to bring this story up. Ask me about what I've been doing lately. <laughs> Ethan, what have, I was about to do that. Hey, Ethan, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> so yesterday, I went to a uh, a minor league baseball game, the Tulsa Drillers. Okay, Ooh, let's go yeah. d- drill them. Go, yeah, drill, drill up, <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> who, who are they affiliated with? The Dodgers. Um, so that's that actually plays a huge part of the story that I'm about to tell. So we got there. Um, so the Jackie and, Robinson story again. It's no, it's different. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so me, tune into Patreon.com/slash The Crunch and donate if you want to hear my Jackie Robinson story. <laughs> um, so I got there with my disciple Michael, and he loves baseball. So I've been trying to get into baseball. Um, so I say things like "sit on it," and I, I don't really know what that <laughs> don't really know what that means. But oh, we got there at, like in the bottom of the eighth I because I had Bible study all over my pants. Oh, Patrick! I'm doing a your, talk in like two those hours. Are your, those are your speaking pants. These are my speaking pants. I gotta change now. Hey, please don't change during my story. I'm gonna change during the story. Okay, so Michael loves baseball, so I'm trying to get into baseball, and uh, we get there at the bottom of the eighth inning, so we. We go up to the ticket office and we're like, are you going to make us pay for tickets? They're like, no. And they give us two tickets just to go in for free. And um, so we go in and he knows a guy that works there, this guy, Rick. And Rick like has on the hat and the polo and everything. And he takes us down and it's the eighth inning in a minor league baseball game. So there's no, nobody's there. 
<laughs> and it's we got seats like right behind home plate so we're just yelling at the at the players and i'm saying like hey nice shorts you know like just not like actually heckling but kind of like just making jokes and i look over to the left and i see these two very serious men um with great hair with laptops and i'm like what are these guys doing are they doing homework like what's going on and then i see that they have the los angeles dodgers logo on their on their polos and i'm like and one of them has a keeping stats one of them has a speed gun and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot. These guys are like scouts. They're like real Los Angeles Dodgers baseball boys coming in hot to find the newest, the freshest dudes, the hottest recruits to get them onto that team. And so I'm like looking over at them. And they, I mean, it's the eighth inning of a minor league baseball game. So they don't look like they're having a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and so in between it's innings. Moneyball. Yeah, moneyball. In between innings, the, the entire row in front of them was empty. It, was, it had cleared out. And so I got up and I, and I ran back and forth in front of them. And I asked the guy with the speed gun, I said, how fast am I going? How fast am I going? How fast am I going? And then he, he's literally sitting there and he, I imagine as lazily as you can possibly do it. He takes the gun and he just points it at me and he looks at it. He just says 31. <laughs> and then I left. 31? He didn't even say a unit. <laughs> oh man there's no way you were going 31 miles per hour i was going 31 (laughs) btus what's that it's an engineering term you would know if you got a real degree like me beats chest drinks beer (laughs) i think that was the answer to a crossword puzzle i did earlier yeah british transportation units (laughs) that's what it is i do not believe you look it up i won't i'm not gonna do it okay i'm sure (laughs) Anyway, so that's that's what I've been up to. It's been a good. Uh, I can't believe you did that. That's so <laughs> I, I to this day I maintain it's one of the funniest visual gags that I've ever done. <laughs> I can picture it right now, but your arms yeah. are like spaghettis in the air. Yeah, and I'm like, I was well, I was going very very serious. Like I was I was not moving very fast, but I was pumping my arms wildly. Okay, now I got you. now I'm picturing your arms like at right angles, your elbows uh-huh. sticking out like spears, and just pumping back and forth, and you looking at the ground and like. Grim- grimacing going, how fast am i going yeah yeah that's that's, that's good that's, that's exactly that's and it's it's hilarious because they were there for a very serious in their eyes, serious reason. job they're they're there they're they're like doing the equivalent of like marketing they're like they're like in a board yeah. meeting as far as they're concerned there's some yeah. kid <laughs> who's second who acted a gun, baseball game the guy um, who didn't have a gun laughed but the guy <laughs> with the gun was not having it he was not interested in being used that way <laughs> so oh, man. That's that's what, what what about you? What's been going on with you in the past three weeks? In the past three weeks, um, or just you know any any period of time you're interested in? I uh, I I didn't I didn't think of a story, but I uh, oh, I was on I was on the bad. plane, I was on a plane today. You know planes, Ethan. Ethan's been on one plane ever. Oh, he, here we go. Are we about to do some airplane humor? And uh, no, but I, you know how every speaker has an airplane story? Yes. Nothing ever interesting has ever happened to me on an airplane. <laughs> and like, have we ever it, flown together? We no, should fly together. We sometime. should fly together sometime. That would be really fun. There would be no instance where that would like be something that ap- ended up happening. But sure, let's do it. Okay, shut up. Um, I let a boy dream. <laughs> but like every everybody's got like their airplane story. You know, there's there's um 
and every every speaker has a very unique one. There's always the the chatty speaker who's got the one where they converse with an atheist. There's the chastity speaker who talks to somebody about porn. There's Gomer who falls asleep between two other people talking about Jesus. That one's my favorite. <laughs> and then Mark Hart almost died in a plane. I have yeah. a very a long catalog of speaker airplane stories. And the only funny thing that's ever happened to me on an airplane was today mm-hmm. when we were flying away. Some we were about to we're about to um we're like taxiing, and this kid. This like six year old kid in two rows in front of me screams, "I just want to blast off!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "Yes, me yes. too." <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. That's you just make it a speaker story by saying that kid is like me after I received the Eucharist, and yeah, then you turn and, and you look like, straight at the know, camera, you know, and that, you wink. That kid's kind of like us and God. <laughs> it just rains money. Like, hey, <laughs> Patrick's so holy. <laughs> one of the one of the uh, fun things about yeah. talking to teenagers, just in general, like, because I've 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 just through in youth ministry, just talking to, is taking any random story of me humiliating myself. Yeah. Which I have plenty. Every stupid thing I've ever done in my entire life, right? I just tell that story. They think it's hilarious. And then somehow I flip it into how it relates to God. It's very fun. Oh, yeah. That's 90% of your job. That is my job. (laughs) And paperwork. Like, that's the two things that I do. You sound like a cop. (laughs) Getting humiliated and doing paperwork. (laughs) Is there any cops listening? I support the truth. I respect... (laughs) They're the troops. True. They have guns. Not well, speed. They're like local troops with dogs. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan driving back and forth in front of a cop. How fast am I going? <laughs> How fast am I going? How fast am I going? <laughs> oh, man. I get slammed onto the hood, handcuffed. How fast am I going? <laughs> oh, man. Yesterday I had such a close call. Well, I, I didn't I didn't know. I don't think I was speeding, but, like, I saw a police officer, like, like flashing red and blues, and he was going to pull someone over, right? And, like, I think... I was like, I was like, am I, is he, is he going to pull me over? Like, was I speeding back there? And so I just did the only thing that I could have done. And when I went over the hill and he was behind me, I just took the exit and just went as fast as I could the other direction. Are you serious? <laughs> but he wasn't pulling me over. He was pulling somebody else over. But if he was pulling you over, you just tried to evade him. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Not necessarily. <laughs> yes, necessarily. I didn't notice him. I have plausible yeah. deniability. <laughs> Oh, so now we're lying to policemen. On the is that the kind of is that the kind of guy that this podcast has turned you into as a lying felon? If you're driving right now and you're going more than ten miles over the speed limit, first of all, stop that. That's a sin. We talked about this. Second of all, there's probably a cop behind you. Made you look. Hey, bet you probably thought that was a real siren. Yeah, I bet you thought that was. You know the Cray song that starts off with a siren. I used to listen to that when I was in high school. The first time it came on my Spotify, I flipped out. I was like, Oh Lecrae. no. Lacroix. Oh, the rapper. Not Lacroix. Lacroix. I was, I'm drinking. I'm not drinking Lacroix. I'm drinking bubbly. I finally got some more bubbly. I haven't been to the grocery store in a while. Are you drinking champagne or is it something called bubbly? It's called bubbly. We've been over this. It's sparkling water. I don't know if we have. It's carbonated water. It has zero calories, zero fat, zero sodium, zero sugar, zero protein. Zero flavor. It has flavor. It's got <laughs> natural lime. I was doing a bit. Oh. Well, okay, we're then. 30 minutes in. I'm just kidding. Are we actually? No, we're not. <laughs> we're well, not. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's just, it's good to get all the banter out of the system, you it's know, good. because it's been, Otherwise, it's the entire so long. Podcast. Okay, yeah. so 
I don't know if you have a topic, but I do. Okay, I just want to get this off my chest first. I feel, okay. I feel like I, I'm tired of starting the podcast off with "Okay, guys, I'm mad this week" because I've done that bit a couple of times. Yeah, but, um, I usually don't know how to respond. I'm just like, uh huh. I'm just like, Patrick, just, I just wait for you to be done. <laughs> it's like he'll just talk. It's like a, it's like a kid running around. Like he'll talk himself out eventually. <laughs> he, he does. He, eventually, he lies down and he can talk for a couple minutes. Let um, him sleep. But so, so like I, I was. I was listening to Jeff Cavins on uh, the Every Knee Shall Bow podcast. I was listening to the same podcast. That's my topic. <laughs> Are you serious? This is um, this is hilarious. This happens all the time. We are we are guided by the Holy Spirit. We are so guided by the Holy Spirit. Everybody, this must mean that the Lord loves our podcast. The Lord has blessed our podcast. Yeah. Our Where's hope- the money, the Lord? Where is it? Come- Where is it? Where is it? I'm just sitting oh, here. Oh yeah, waiting. the Lord. Where? Oh yeah, the Lord. <laughs> um. So I was I was listening to it, and he was talking about like, um, uh, he was talking about exactly who I was in high school. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, the point that he was making was that. Oh yeah, I remember. Because you're learning about your faith doesn't mean, mean that you're, you're doing engaging your in your faith. Yeah. And he compared it to like him getting really into photography, but like never actually taking a picture. Um and. I was like, cool, that's great. That's true. Here and, we go. And Where is it? Where's the butt? Here's 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 this guy that like in, in my mind is one of those guys that did the Lighthouse Catholic Media Talks, did the Bible timeline, like he produced all of this content. And now now he comes in saying like, Hey, we need relational ministry, right? And like did we just not talk about relational ministry for the like until like two years ago? Because that's what it feels like in my mind. That's a good question. Because, like, why wasn't this being talked about? Like, why wasn't this yeah. a Lighthouse Catholic media talk? Relational ministry. Instead, was it, we was were, were like, you, seven things you need to know about the book of Job. You know? Yeah, everybody loves that talk. I, I mean, I was just, but, it was just, a, I made it up. But, yeah. But, like, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe it's just because, like, now I'm in, I'm in, like, the send stage, right? Like, I, I've, I'm being, I was, like, did mission work and, like, people are, I'm being taught how to teach, right? Maybe like that's why I'm hearing it, but it just seems like the conversation, at least in my circles that I run in, changed mm-hmm. from you and Jeff Cavins in the same circles. That's true. <laughs> no, like I the just... circles that I listen to, <laughs> right? No, but like even not, yeah, I'm no, not, not even like, but like at Franciscan I'm, I'm or like yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. like our podcast. Okay, right? Like the the conversation shifted from mm-hmm. what do we know about Catholicism to how can we better preach the krigma and i just want to know where it came from why hasn't it mm. why hasn't it been more widespread now and like why am i just now hearing about this i i know i've heard of it before but like i had this i had this moment of like i started i paused the podcast and i was like god i feel cheated i feel like i could have done so much more relational ministry if i had known about this when i was in high school hmm I could I think have actually evangelized. Maybe you could have, but also maybe you couldn't have. Fair. Because I think I think some of this is is legitimate, and I think a lot of it is the Catholic um, evangelization movement maturing. Right? Okay. I think there's a lot of maturation that's happened from the top down. Right. You're seeing it from Jeff Cavins all the way down to the Crunch Catholic podcast. You know. That is the um, top and the bottom. 
Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you are below the it crunch. It doesn't go any higher than It doesn't go Jeff. any higher and it doesn't go any lower. <laughs> if you are less popular than the crunch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh so i was just is not not it was didn't really mean those to be solid upper and lower limits but no but are. those are the limits <laughs> uh those are the limits but so i think it's i think there is legitimate maturation but i think there's also a little bit of confirmation bias in that since it's your job now you're looking for those things whereas okay um and also like you're you're maturing in your faith and you feel like you've been sent um and so it's like for you patrick personally like you're all of a sudden seeing all of these things and noticing them. It's like that that one thing where it's like, oh, as soon as you learn about that thing, then you see it a bunch of times. Yeah, like the you know, it's like a weird. Yeah. Never seen or, Jim Carrey. N- no. Okay. No, I've not. Okay. But it's like when you when you learn about something, or yeah, this is just how God works. Is when you when you learn about how He works, then you see Him all over the place. Mm. Um, and when you learn or experience relational ministry, then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. So I think there's a there's a bit of that, right? A bit of the, what would you call it? The bias. But I think it's also uh, the fact that, yeah, we went from basically not a lot of evangelization taking place outside of like maybe EWTN and like radio and TV in the 90s, which was great. But that's not, that's inherently not relational because it's, it's media, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have like youth groups exploding in like the nineties. And then all of a sudden we've got these Steubenville conferences that are popping up and like things, you know, started to happen in the, in the nineties, in the two thousands that pushed, pushed us in that direction. And then it became really easy to market and sell like, Oh, I've got this stuff that I can teach these people. And it's like, yes, we don't know anything because we <laughs> lost so much of our intellectual tradition in the sixties and seventies. And so we are getting that back. And there's also a reality of like, yeah, if you want to evangelize, you there's like a cycle, right? It's like pre-evangelization, and then you 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 get the gospel preached to you, and then you become catechized, right? But we constantly need to be going through that cycle of being evangelized and, and learning the gospel and understanding like who God is, and then learning more about him, getting catechized, and then coming back around again. And like, so what I heard over and over again was like you don't have to and what i said over and over again was you don't have to have a tv show to evangelize you don't have to be a speaker to evangelize and i knew that but i was like what then like what do you do then Mm -hmm. like you don't like but that what if i can't be on tv i don't want to evangelize no like that's not what i mean is like that's what i mean but (laughs) it's like it's like i i kind of understood that and took us back like okay cool i can evangelize in my everyday life now what does that even look like what does that mean now i have like a really not a really clear picture but now like i see tangible everyday instances where i'm preaching the gospel to someone Mm -hmm. and it's just because we're having a conversation and it's all pre-evangelization and that feels that's that's like satisfying to my desire to preach yeah it is like a five minute conversation with some dude in an uber Mm -hmm. to and from a thing you know yeah, it's the. Mm, I don't know. Again, maybe it's maybe it's just. I think we're both hitting this this point in our lives and in our ministry where we're like recognizing that what Saint Paul did and what the apostles did was not super complicated. <laughs> yeah, 
and it didn't require a lot of knowledge. Like, I love the fact that you have a theology degree, like that's super good. And it really, really helps you in, in your ministry. But, um, Peter and James and John village idiots, you know, like they, like they didn't know any, they, what was their, they fished, right? Someone made a really good point. They're like, they weren't even good fishermen. Yeah. They fished on a lake to help them. They fished on a lake. They met, they were mending their nets, which means they couldn't buy new ones. They were not wealthy fishermen. Right. And so it's, and, but what did they do is they, they put into practice what Jesus had taught them relationally, right? Jesus wasn't giving, I mean, sometimes he did say things that were dogmatic or doctrinal in nature, but did you, do you really think that they understood that at the time? Not necessarily, right? They didn't have the Holy spirit. They didn't necessarily know the depths of the Jewish tradition and how Jesus was fulfilling the law to the T they knew that this, this man, this, this God man loves me. And he, and he, and he will do anything for me. And I've seen him have the same love and, and care for every single person that he's ever met in the way that he's healed people and he's fed people and he's taught people and he's tried to, to give them a better life and a more full life. And so they see that and they're like, I can do that for other people because he tells them that they can. And he gives them the authority and the power to, um, and, and then they go and then they do it. And then bada boom, bada bing, here we are. And we're like. And we're sitting here and we're scratching our chins and we're like, what, what do I need to teach them about? And it's like, (laughs) yeah, no. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's the Catholic world's getting its head out of its, uh, out of the sand. And I think it's the, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also the fact that guys like you and me are, are really just kind of coming around too. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. That's good to think about. I'm tripping. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cause I'm like, I'm like, cause, cause here, here is like the, in my mind, it's like, this is the guy that puts out the content like Jesus, Jeff Cavins. Oh, <laughs> in my mind, it's like, Jesus, I'm, the original content. Creator. Jesus is the original content creator. And Mary is the social influencer. <laughs> this is, this is, this is gender complementarity. Yeah. <laughs> Mark was the first vlogger, except it wasn't a vlog. It was a gospel. And the first streaker. That's um, true. Yeah. We should be up. more like Mark. Should be more like Mark. Whenever I whenever I read that <laughs> never mind.
Read, whenever you read what? Finish whenever, it. Whenever I read, whenever I read the the part in Mark where they grab the kid and he like wiggles away and then runs, all I can, uh-huh. all I can picture is you just like shirtless running through the woods. I'm I'm your naked runner. You all, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the naked runner. That's awesome. New- maybe that's in somebody called Mel Gibson. Because maybe he has like a flashback to that scene in the new <laughs> in the new movie. Well, it's because I associate you so much with the Gospel of Mark because you always talk about really, it. yeah. Why you always talk about Mark three? You like had that big rant That's about true. Mark. I did tweet a lot about Mark. Yeah, Father I ex- Anthony. Father Anthony suggested that we should do Mark for our Bible study just to own you. But really? I was like, now we're I gonna will... do John. I'm not. Why? So I'm. This is this Why? is an aside. Uh... This is an aside. No, listen. I've been leading the gospel of Mark Bible study with both of my Bible studies. And it has legitimately been changing these guys' lives. Like, absolutely. I don't know. Like, I understand that John is great and I love John. You could probably do the exact same thing with the gospel of John, but for whatever reason at this campus, at this moment, Mark is just wrecking. It's wrecking me and it's wrecking all of these guys because it's so straightforward. It's like, you can talk about like last night we talked about Jesus or, or Peter's confession of Jesus followed immediately by Jesus's prediction of the passion followed immediately by the conditions of discipleship. And it's like, Holy cow. Like Peter says that Jesus is the Messiah. And then instantly Christ turns around and is like, I'm going to die. And you guys are going to have to as well. And it's like, wait a minute, what have we been doing for the past eight chapters? It's like all of a <laughs> sudden the, the switch is flipped and like you, you have such good conversations about it. And I don't know. It's 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 been it's been that's very powerful, fair. I, I was but... I was kind of, I'm kind of getting worried that um, John is going to be because John is very discourse heavy and not yes. very miracle heavy. Yes. So I might end up skipping a lot. Yeah, that was my problem, too, with John. As yeah. I look at John, I'm like, this is this is great. But this is a this is three straight chapters of Jesus talking and <laughs> which is awesome for my personal prayer. But like to pick out little sections and like discuss it in a Bible study setting is not. It's it's more challenging for yeah, sure. When you want when you want guys like, that are really bought in, when you want to introduce Bible study to people, you want to give them the like narrative encounters, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the the woman caught in adultery. You want yeah. like the Bartimaeus. You want that stuff mm-hmm. so that you can kind of like have them put themselves in, in that the story. Yeah, because one of, one of my biggest things with my youth ministry, they they're like, um, I asked them. I talked about like my personal encounter with Jesus. Like that was the first night we did. We talked about encounter with Christ. Yeah. And a ton of them said that they had never had an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been like my goal is to usher in that encounter. Right. Um, yeah. And it's going great. I, but I did, that's I do awesome. realize that we need more social activities. <laughs> that was, sorry. That was just seems like a non sequitur. <laughs> no, because I've, I've been, I've been every week I've been like putting, I've been like doing the gospel thing and like, I'm like, Oh wait, they want to like play games. Yeah, we should don't do give that them too. what they want. Don't give them what they want. That's what they think they want. <laughs> yeah, what they really want is me teaching them everything that I know from a stage. <laughs> what they really getting... want is me <laughs> three inches above them where they're uh-huh. sitting and just strutting around with lights and fog machines. They want to. Jesus, they want Jesus, to. Jesus. They want to watch for forty minutes as I carefully crumple up salt and season one hundred dollar bills and, then <laughs> and eat them. <laughs> eat sixty of them in a row. One per minute, and then I dismiss them silently. What they really want is me to go on a long, 
funny story that ends up being a lesson about Jesus, and then I do five minutes of snappy, tweetable one-liners. <laughs> if we did the youth ministry that we wanted to do, nobody would come. Nobody would come. I uh, fifty of me would come. That's the thing. yeah, and it'd be fifty me's and fifty you's, and then we would we would all fight. And then they would all start up. They would all start their own podcasts. And then, and then we would have a nation. We would have an army of podcasts. <laughs> that sounds atrocious. It does sound. Um, do you? Uh, so also on the on that episode of Every Knee Shall Bow, um, there's something that I. It's it's crazy how um, how things work because I think I listened to that episode on like Thursday. Um, yeah, me too. What, what's today? Friday? No, I was on Wednesday. Oh, that's crazy how that works. The Lord the Lord does some crazy stuff. So I was in my one-on-one with my team director on Wednesday, right? And it's me and Tori. We like to talk about – she loves to ask me, like, where I'm at in, in prayer and, like, the things that I'm praying with. And um, she doesn't really, like, instruct me. We just kind of talk. And because that's how I process things and she knows this about me, we just – we figure out, like, what are maybe some action items, like, through our conversation. So it's not like we sit down and we have, like, a – agenda she's just like tell me what's what's on your mind and like we talk for an hour and then she's like okay like do you know what you need to do and i'm like yeah thanks and like it's it's just really good but we were talking about my desire to give everything right like the reason i became a missionary is because i i feel very called to to this place to do these things with these with these people um which means i'm not called to do anything else at this moment in time but it's really hard in the day to day to say like oh i've been i've been with students for eight hours right and i have another student who wants to meet meet up tonight um like but i also would like to not even not even like i need to relax it's like oh i just want to do this thing like on my own you know whatever it is um and so i always frequently find myself going to bed every day saying like i could have done more there's more that i could have done today Ooh, Um, you're schindler's listing yourself i'm schindler's listing myself somebody wanted to watch schindler's list the other day and (laughs) I was like, it's three hours long and it's one in the morning. Why do you want to watch Schindler's List? <laughs> She's like, I want to cry. That's I'm a like, bad no. mood. No, go to bed. But anyway, so yeah, I feel like I Schindler's List myself a lot. There's some ASP. My... There are some there are some ASPCA commercials that are much shorter and will get the job done much quicker. <laughs> we can In the arms of Okay. <laughs> All right. So... I think the I think the the uh, the moral of this episode is stop shindling yourself. Stop shindling yourself. <laughs> Quit hey. Hey Liam Neeson. Did you know that Liam Neeson's 55? He wow. That's yeah. not old. Not Liam Neeson. Sorry. I was thinking Nick Cage. Liam Neeson's way older. I was going to say I was like he's been around. I was like, in my mind in my mind I <laughs> I saw Nicolas Cage and I said Liam Neeson and now all I want is to see Schindler's List starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh okay. Back, back on what I, I was saying. I could have saved more. <laughs> I'm Nicholas Cage. The bees. I could have saved more bees. <laughs> the bees. Um, so I feel like every day I'm like, man, there's there's more that I could have done. And reality is like, no, there's not always more that you can do because you're just one guy. And we've talked about this before. Like the best thing that you can do is prayer. You know, the best thing I can do is not kill myself over, you know, doing every every single thing that I possibly could do. Um, in a day like get up at six and run and like meet with a guy for breakfast and then go to holy hour and then do like it's 
not feasible for most people. And then, and then you write a book about how awesome your schedule is, and everyone goes, I wish yeah. I could do that for yeah. our work week. Yeah. Um, so I'm so I'm in in this place, right? And I'm thinking about all these things, and the semester's winding down. I'm looking back and I'm looking forward. And I'm trying to figure out like where is the the line of I'm giving all that the Lord is asking me to give um, without going over it and and doing doing too much. Like I wish it was really I wish there was like somewhere like in the Bible that said if you if you if you have four disciples and you lead three Bible studies then then that's that's enough you know and you can <laughs> you can you can not worry about how you spend the rest of your time but there's no clear cut line in scripture there's no clear cut line in church teaching of how much is the, the only way to find that is through prayer yeah because that would be really tough for like third century martyrs to do like are you meeting with your disciples for coffee what the heck is coffee that was funny all right that was really funny. all right my i keep i've gotten three phone calls in a row so i need you to make i'm, I'm gonna text this guy hey i'm doing my podcast and i call you uh, yesterday, shout stop. out. Father. Now he's calling me on the stop, DJ. <laughs> Father Anthony, shout out, Father Anthony. Uh, I texted him because we had Bible study, speaking of Bible study on Tuesday, and I texted him. I was like, "Hey, Bible study," and he was like, "Oh crap, I forgot. I'm recording the podcast." And I'm like, "Man, sorry. Can you say your coffee joke again?" I was I I was talking about how tough it would be for like the Bible to say something like that because third century martyrs would it, the Bible's like, "Did you meet with your disciples for coffee?" And they'd be like, "What's coffee?" That is okay. funny. Thank you. I was, I was like, I was like, dang it, he paused, and now I'm, I'm not funny, and the podcast no, is you, ruined. No, you're not funny. Um, um, but yeah, because because like scripture, the the uh, I think we forget that the impetus of evangelization, the command to go forth and make disciples of all nations, is a timeless mm-hmm. command. That's mm-hmm. not just for us, and so we don't get to define what that means. Yeah. It's and it's only a definition that the Lord can make, and it's different for every person, which is annoying. Because I just want to say, like, I just want to dictate how much is enough, and then and then you want to like white, I've you want to white knuckle succeeded. it, yeah, you yeah, want to white yeah. knuckle it, yeah. And, and so the the reason that the it's related to the the Cavens podcast is that they were talking about this idea of balance versus intense focus, and I love that. I love that. I think that's so because when we talk about balance, um. You say, oh, Ethan, like you, you don't want to stress yourself out. You need to have balance. And it's like, I don't want to have balance. I want to only do one thing. And that's the will of the Lord. I don't want to be balanced with like over here, I'm going to serve Christ. And then I'm also, I'm going to balance that with like working out and getting proper amounts of sleep. And like, when you talk about balance, it makes it seem as if Christ is on the same level as your other obligations, which is just not true. Yeah. which even though it like sounds good, it's like, oh, Ethan, you do want to balance like working out and getting sleep and eating well and and, uh, you know, talking to your family and your friends and all that stuff. Like, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. But there's a hierarchy. Yes. Like the Lord, true. the Lord comes first. And if I'm focused on the Lord, then all of those other things will orient me towards the Lord. I just have to know that he is first. Mm-hmm. And it's not a balancing act. I'm not spinning. I'm not spinning five plates. I'm carrying one big plate and putting all of my other stuff on top of it <laughs> I, I i don't know i think i might which be is a great metaphor quote. it's a great metaphor thank you i might be butchering this quote 
but it was like the like the pagan housewife peels potatoes the christian housewife peels potatoes and saves her soul yes is that from that's from uh abandonment to divine providence it is it is yeah yeah, yeah. it's like these menial things are good but they are serving god they are a prayer mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's not about balance. Okay. I guess an example is that I did a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to go to morning mass because I'm going to be very holy. And then I woke up and I was like, I did not get enough sleep. And I went to morning mass and then I drove to work and I was groggy and not focused Mm -hmm. and I didn't do a good day's work. And I was like, huh, maybe it wasn't good for me to force myself to get four hours of sleep, wake up, go to mass. Maybe I should have found a different time to go to mass. Yeah. Or gotten more sleep or gotten more sleep. Right. It's like, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's just because the moment before I decide to not go to bed early, mm-hmm. it's like, I, that's the moment. The, the reason why I don't go to bed early is because the moment before I decide to do my will instead of God's. But all day today, I was faced with the temptation to be cranky and to be mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm. And remembering that episode of like him talking about like you can you'll meet people just randomly who you can evangelize. I kept my eyes open and I resisted the temptation to be crabby just in case the person in front of me was the person that God wanted me to evangelize to. And out of all the people that I sat next to on planes that I sat next to in the airport that I talked to and I was checking into my hotel out of all of those people, one person I talked to about Christ, mm-hmm. but I would not have done that if I was being cranky and not looking for that opportunity. Right. And so that that's what, that's what this looks like. It looks like just a, that's what this intense focus looks like. It's not, I am going to do push ups and rosaries all the time. And I am always yeah. going to talk about Jesus whenever I talk. It's keeping it's keeping it's, your mind mm-hmm. focused on the main mm-hmm. thing, and <laughs> and and it's it all changes based on like who you who God is in your life, because if God is this big guy that's in charge of everything, then like yeah, you kind of feel obligated to do that. You feel obligated to to do pushups and rosaries and talk about them all the time. And it's like, but if God is your best friend, if God is your spouse, then in a in a healthy relationship like that, it is. It's not, that's not what happens, right? If, if you know a married couple that are healthy, like, yeah, they bring up their spouse like regularly, right? And that's a big part of their life. And that changes their decisions and, and where they go and what they do and at what time they go and do things and all these things. But it's not every single conversation they're talking about their spouse. Yeah. They talk about other things. And that's, that is what we're called to with the Lord, right? This, this deep relationship that like when you wake up, if you're married, um, you wake up in the morning, you don't go like, you don't forget who that you're married, you know, like you don't, <laughs> yeah. that's not something that you have to balance with the rest of your life. It's just a part of your life and you, and it's, a, it's, you're focused on it. Right. And so like, I don't wake up every day and say, or in theory, I, sh- I don't want to, I mean, this is what I've been working on the past couple of weeks is like, I don't want to wake up every day and say, how am I going to balance the Lord with the rest of my life? It's no, the Lord is my best friend. The Lord is my, my beloved I am his beloved and everything else fits into that, you know, somehow today. And I'm I'm not worried about it because, you know, why, why would you worry about what's for dinner when you're like, you're with someone who you love, you know? 
Yeah. And that's, I think it's, it's really easy to get stuck in the weeds because we don't have that idea of relationship with, with God. We have this idea of obligation and relationship does include obligation, but if you have one without the other, then it's not, it's not good. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. My son. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I, uh, I watched the Jesus is a friend of mine video again. And I, the one I, with the, it's a rap. No, the Jesus is a friend of mine. No, no. I know the one you're thinking about. It's, it's, uh, it's like, um, I can't, I can't, I that one, that, that video is fake. The rap I one. I, I don't believe it. No, the rap is fake. Um, because the website that the church is registered to, like, says that it was started in, like, said that it, like, closed in 2013, but, like, the website was opened in 2017 or something. Um, uh, anyway. So the video is fake, but the, G- the Jesus is a friend of mine, that video? I've not heard that one. Oh, my gosh. Lucky. So for everyone else in the world who has definitely seen that video. What? what did I miss out on a cultural phenomenon? I, I guess. I'll splice it in i guess jeez you don't have to please don't. i will jesus is a friend of mine jesus is my friend jesus is a friend of mine i have a friend in jesus jesus is a friend of mine jesus is my friend jesus is a friend of mine he taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. It's like all of this like really happy and um, good, good feels, Jesus. And I was like, I was watching it over and over again. I was like, why does this bother me? It was an honest question because mm-hmm. everything that he's saying is true. Yeah. But it just didn't feel complete. Cuz mm. sometimes the sometimes doing God's will every day doesn't feel like, wow, I'm so happy that I have a friend because right. like friends, real friends tell you when you're being stupid. And I don't like being told that I'm stupid. It yeah. Makes me feel bad about myself. But mm. friends do that because they don't want me to be stupid. <laughs> yeah, how did that connect to what you just said? That's I'll tell you how I connected. Sweet. So <laughs> the it's it's all about relationship. Everything everything is about how deep your relationship with the Lord is, and if it's the primary thing. Because this whole not, this whole game started with a broken relationship, and this whole salvation true. thing was how we. This can whole get it game, back as in this whole game, as in Patreon.com slash oh. the front. <laughs> Otherwise known uh, as the game. Yes, I'm in the yeah. industry, and by that I mean I have a Patreon account. <laughs> um, if God is is just like, oh, you say, oh, the Lord is my savior. The Lord is the answer. The Lord is my hope. The Lord is um, th- th- this God who I know loves me. Like th- all of those things are true, but if God is not the most important um, relationship in your life, then it's 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 missing something. Yeah. Right. And, and if you have a deep friendship with the Lord, right, Jesus says, I no longer call you slaves, but friends. Like that's, that's one of the most powerful things that Jesus says. And some people are um, tempted to throw out the idea of friendship because they think it's too like frou-frou. They think it's too like no. new agey and, and, and like, no. what's, what's the Aristotle read Aristotle's fr- virtuous friendships. Read freaking like, Benedict the 16th, you pagans. Okay. 
well, I like Aristotle too. Aristotle's okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Aristotle's fine. good. Um, I'm more of a scotus. I'm just... virtuous friendships are are like the highest form of of friendship, and, and and there's a lot to it, and that's a whole other podcast. But like, friends call each other out. Friends fight. Friends get into disagreements because they deeply care about one another and they deeply care about the well-being. And sometimes there are differences in opinions. The struggle with the friendship with God is that his opinion is always right. And yeah, so that's the hard part. That's the tough one. Um, so that's that's all that I'm that I'm trying to say. I don't have much else. I just think this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. So I don't know if you, have you listened to every episode of Every Knee Shall Bow? No, I kind of skipped the ones that I don't want to listen to. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but but I've listened to a good number of them. For I've sure. listened. I've listened to a couple of them more than once, like maybe three or four times. The charismatic one is really good. Uh-huh. Um, the charisma. The charisma, and I I I think that something's missing from the charismatic proclamation. Um, <laughs> not like the whole thing, that yeah. like, but like, I think oh, that... there's a bug on my arm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, no. That's that's really scary. You okay? It was, no, it's fine. It was just a ladybug. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got scared by a lady. Well, I felt something tickling me, and I was like, "What is this?" Uh, and Aww. I looked, and it was it was a little ladybird, and I I flicked him <laughs> off. <laughs> it's scary though. Anyway, um, so every a lot of times when I hear the Krigma preached, it's like God God made you. For a relationship, mm-hmm. you broke that relationship. Yes. He sent his son to heal that relationship, etc., cetera, yes. etc. Cetera. I I've started framing the charisma in the context of sonship uh-huh. because when you just say relationship, it mm. doesn't make it doesn't make me feel anything. Because I have a lot of relationships, you know, like I have relationships with a lot of people. Some of them are great, some of them suck. So what kind of relationship are we talking about? We're talking about like a perfect sonship that we were created for in the garden. And through our sin, we abandoned that sonship. But Jesus came to give us his own sonship. And we can re- we can reattain that sonship. We can get his sonship through the church. And in my mind, I think that, 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 that just framing it in that sense fixed in my mind Father Harrison's thing about... Um, not sacramentally not sacramental focus relational ministry mm-hmm. um in my mind it fixed the how the church is sometimes like a fifth part of the charisma like oh yeah, yeah yeah salvation happened and now we have the church yeah um because it's like it starts with god and then it goes to what we did to lose that relationship and then it goes back to god and then it talks about how we can reestablish that sonship um and because i i i i i said that I've been using the word sonship over and over again with my teens. The guy on the bus I talked to today, I used that with him and he was like, I've never heard it said like that before. Like I've never, I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Like you were a son of God and you lost that, but you can get it back because Jesus died for you. And -hmm. it's really succinct. And I, it it just, I've been, I've been praying that over and over again and it's wrecked me a ton of times. That is, that is huge. And yeah. And, and the reality is, is that like, we're this, I was reading, first Ephesians today it's like you were chosen um like through like adoption right yeah 
God shows you, chose to adopt you through Jesus Christ and like the, the grace and the power and the glory and all those things that Paul writes about. But it's like, says it very clearly, like adoption means nothing less than sonship or daughter, daughterhood, daughtership. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was praying about that. Galatians today. four, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, father. So we mm-hmm. will no longer be a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir. Bang. Can I? Do you need to eat more beans? No, I just was gonna plug our Patreon. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, this is this is good stuff. This is good to be back. I feel I feel fresh. It's, I feel... it's good to be back. I feel fresh. I... <laughs> I, do you just repeat? Everything yeah, I, I am say? repeating you. I am repeating. Uh, okay, I I think we need to take this podcast in a new direction. Okay, what direction is that? One direction, baby, and that direction's up. We're only we're we're our stocks. <laughs> our stocks are going one direction. Okay. Okay, buy now, buy low, and you're never gonna have and to sell. Sell high. Oh wait, sorry. so don't even, don't even don't sell. sell. Never get rid of us. That we are always with you. We're always gonna be in your portfolio. We're always gonna be in your portfolio. <laughs> uh, be you be a hedge fund. We could be a hedge fund, hedge fund together, and I'll come over. I'll trim your hedges for you if you donate to Patreon. Uh, feel free to donate to our Patreon page. That's what I'm trying to get at. Patreon.com/slash/thecrunch. We just had a guy uh, jump onto the to the to the train. Um, I think his name's Nathaniel. Shout, Shout out, out Nathaniel. Shout out Nathaniel because he said these past three episodes have been flame. I want in. Do you think today's episode has been flame and you want in? Join, Get join on, on Patreon. In. We've Jump got we've in. got a great exclusive community, great bits about Roberto Clemente and Jackie Robinson that you can only get yeah. through patreon.com slash the crunch. Because we're we're afraid of backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you gotta understand both me and Pat were on ministry salaries. Uh we are not the crunch is not my primarily means of income. I wish it was. Um, but wouldn't that be great if we made enough money to not have to have jobs? I mean, it'd be great. And then I would still keep my job because my job is fun. I, I would too. I yeah, love my job. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm just thinking. You like, would probably feel be... bad fundraising for your job. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> fundraising the crunch, fundraising my job. I fu- any money that hedge I get. Funding my crunch. Hedge funding my crunch boys. Uh, that's that's all. That's the only plug that I had. Patreon.com slash the crunch. I'm excited to to get back into Twitter after Lent is over and maybe acquire some some discount codes from some well known <laughs> publishing houses. Oh yeah. So if you if you want if you want a really cool Bible, it's pretty much the best Bible ever. It teaches you how to read it. It's um if you want to like get the full picture of salvation history, buy this Bible. It's from Ascension Press. It's called the Great Adventure Bible. I'm going to link it down below. Use the discount code THECRUNCH for 20% off. They did not sponsor us, but they gave us a discount code. So that's all I'm going to say about it. That's awesome. Shout out to Crunch. Anyway, Pat, do you have anything else for the people? Don't Schindler's List yourself. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you, Nick Cage, next week.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.